Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very unfortunate new episode mm. of America's favorite podcast, Rewind the Times. The only podcast where we're going back in time to the year 2008 to take a look at the movies that might have been forgotten, whether rightfully or unfairly. I'm mm. the first with your two hosts, Alex Horton. I'm the second, Liam Lonergan. This week was a rough week as we tackled the 300 spoof Meet the Spartans mm. and Rambo 4. Otherwise known as Rambo. Before we get into this episode, Liam, have you seen the movie 300? Yes, I have. It's a, I... it's a good one. Mm, is it? I enjoyed it, so... I never particularly cared for 300. So a parody of a movie I didn't particularly like is particularly rough. Or would it be better because you um, already don't already want well, to see it get made fun of? The point is moot because the movie we watched is Th Meet the Spartans, which is... Mm -hmm. Not so much a parody movie as a collection of references. Night or a nightmare in many mm, ways. A collection of nightmare references. <sighs> God. So. I, I don't even want to. It, it's, well, it's one of those things where it feels like, you know, this is a movie. Like, that's the problem with going back in time and traveling to look for movies. Like, we've mostly forgotten, it seems, about Meet the Spartans. And it... It feels kind of cruel to be, like, heading back to 2020 a year already in such crisis to be like, hey, guys, look what we found. Remember this this movie? That's, the one with the shitting penguin? That's my favorite scene. No, that is a great point. I don't know that this movie, and maybe this, you know, should be brought up in our final judgments, but I don't know that this movie should be watched outside of its, like, time travel. It, it's time. So, which, I mean, because we are, we are in 2008, I think it's fair to judge it because we are currently in the time that this movie came out. But we are locked in the theater and the film just started playing. And mm -hmm. that is probably the only way you should have seen this movie mm. is by force. Mm-hmm. Right, it did, it did our, seem forced. Let's get to our back coverage, where we take a look at the back cover of the movie to tell you what it's all about. Meet the Spartans, now 300 times more outrageous. Oh. Prepare to fight. Back tears of laughter watching this funny oh. pit of death edition of Meet the Spartans. Not uh, an army of hilarious historical comedic jokes. Mm, that's how you know a joke is good, is if it's described as comedic. The battle begins when the heroic Leonidas, armed with nothing but leather underwear and a cape, leads a ragtag group of 13, count them, 
13 warriors to defend their homeland against the invading Persians, whose rank includes Ghost Rider, Rocky Balboa, the Transformers, and a hunchbacked Paris Hilton. Mm. I mean, that's pretty much you get I mean, what you're getting. I kept myself sane during this movie by writing down everything that the film referenced. Mm. Um, overall, it's about 78 total references in the film's running time. Uh, the film, by the way, without credits, is only about like an hour and two minutes long. So that is well over a reference a minute. Mm. Um, that there is were impressive. 18 examples of blatant product placement in the film. Mm-hmm. And zero laughs, uh, according to my medical chart here. I'm trying to think uh, if I actually did laugh at any point. Definitely not I laugh. I might have chuckled. Didn't. I found the, you know, there's the, there's the, one of the classic shots from 300 where they have that slow fight scene and then they zoom in and out mm-hmm. of... You know, focusing on people while they're slicing and dicing, right? And of course, they had to make fun of that in this movie. So they did it, and it started kind of like normal, like how they did it in 300. And then they, you know, oh, look, he's twisting the nipples instead of using a sword. And then, oh, man, he's... got a towel out of a bucket of water and was whipping the guy and that was you know the only joke they had but it uh close to a joke it was it was the closest to an actual entertaining joke i thought they had um now tell me liam what was your favorite topical pop culture reference from the movie was it brad and angelina adopting babies God. Was it the Britney Spears meltdown? Was it the American Idol crying girl? Was it leave Britney alone? Which they had, of those do you think? I liked Ugly was, Betty. Ugly I like Betty, how they. Yes. <laughs> that was so that I think that was other than Shrek in the first like four seconds of the movie. I think the first like extremely explicit reference um that i that i recognized at least because it was like it wasn't even like ugly betty is the oracle it's just that the leonidas character like she lifts her veil or whatever and he's just like ugly betty nothing remotely subtle about it that's what comedy is or clever out stating the joke I mean, there were more references. You had the shitting penguin was a reference to Happy Feet. Uh, he at some point yeah. he just do the ball torture from Casino Royale, which again didn't make sense or was funny. Nope. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. just everything in this film was just like every. I mean, yeah. they they reference like "Ain't It Cool News," which is about as dated and awful as it gets. Um, mm-hmm. They did like the whole like yo mama joke section, which incidentally had Tiffany Haddish in it. Which, you know, I don't know what that, that was means. at least a moment. 
She's a famous actress, Liam. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And an actress is... Uh, somebody who acts, but okay. with breasts. Oh. I do that sometimes. But yeah. the best part, of course, is the end. So. Well, we'll get the... to it. First off, I've got some fun trivia for you, Liam. Of course. I, I refrained Believe from looking not... at trivia this time. I think the last episode I... I jumped the gun and was watching. I was looking at trivia while watching Cloverfield, but I knew, I knew that this is a segment, so I refrained. Yes. Believe it or not, Liam, this entire movie was shot in one whole week. It only took them about seven days to make this entire. Is film. that true? Yes. <laughs> yep. Believe it or not, not that you could tell. Um. That's film, good. Just from legendary uh, uh, parody duo Friedberg and Seltzer. Uh, the duo got their start when Friedberg's father helped Leslie Nielsen make a comedy video about how to learn how to play golf. Mm. Friedberg then had uh, Seltzer help his son on uh, the movie Spy Hard, which led us to them being able to make all of this mm -hmm. happen and possible. Now, didn't that uh, video, or didn't that movie have, like, Weird Al? I believe so, Spy yeah. Hard? Spy Hard's not bad. They also made the first scary movie, which is also not that bad. Uh, so they fell pretty hard almost immediately. Into um, making a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, this did come in first place at the box office, so... That's a hell of a thing to point out, but I mean, I'd I'd uh, produce this for a lot of money. Other parodies the duo have made include the Twilight parody "Vampire Suck," the Fast and the Furious parody "Super Fast," and Liam. Can you guess what their Hunger Games parody was called? Mm. Starving Games. You are a hundred percent correct. Excellent way to take the first easy joke. Uh, the duo haven't made a movie in several years, despite pitching Who the Fuck Took My Daughter, a parody of Taken, and a parody of Star Wars called Star Worlds Episode XXXIVE equals MC squared, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, who went rogue. Mm. I'd watch that. Are you laughing yet? Because I didn't hear you laugh when I said that joke. Let me say it again. Star Wars mm -hmm. Episode XXXIVE equals MC squared to The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Who Went Rogue. That's good. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm laughing. Okay. Yeah, this one was... Th this is one that I knew was going to be rough going into it. You know, I don't like to be prejudiced against movies. I like to give every movie a fair shot and a fair chance to be good. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't do it with this one. This one just like going into it, I knew it was going to be bad and it was about as bad as I can imagine it. Yeah. Um, it really did succeed in that way. I will say, um, I think that I thought for a movie that was shot in a week, the makeup effects were pretty uh, particularly good that the like ghost rider they had in the film 
or the Shrek baby. Those were all good enough effects. But mm-hmm. other than that, I can't think of a single redeeming quality in this film. Other than the fact that it was only like an hour long. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you say that it's well cast? Because the characters aren't good. So, like, it works? I mean, I gotta say, I did enjoy Hollywood scumbag Kevin Sorbo um, constantly getting humiliated and embarrassing himself over and over and over again. Um, but Was that um, I think Traitor O? That was Cap... No, that was Captain, his uh, friend Leonidas was gay for. Oh. Remember that joke? They're gay, get it? Because that they was wear like half leather. A... Okay, so there was there was that scene that was like a Budweiser commercial. Mm-hmm. This Directly movie parroting a twelve-year-old commercial. Yes, this movie is kind of homophobic. Uh, it was deeply homophobic in the respect yeah. that it constantly was making fun of gay people and gay culture. Um, I, I mean, it also. Yeah. There the joke the was whole, that they uh, were gay, break. so. Yeah. There was also the whole breakdancing sequence with Method Man. Mm. As Method Man. Also Which just good. went on for like ten whole minutes and just was very, very Great. rough. Uh, I thought it progressed the, the plot really well. It had a lot of subtle... Um, character moments now here's something i want to ask yeah this movie was undeniably popular when uh, it came out in 2008 uh it did well enough that they were able to make a sequel for it during the year no so that you had that to look forward to there's no way that that's uh, true they did a sequel yeah, yeah, to this another one. Oh, well fuck. they did another parody movie called disaster movie which comes out in just three or four short months so okay prepare yourself okay um, but here's what i couldn't help but wonder yeah this movie seemed to be at least a little bit ahead of its time in the respect that this is what i would call a movie based around memes right yes like it seemed very heavily like if you took any part of this movie and cut it into a seven second video you've got a vine sure yeah so i can't help but wonder if maybe some way somehow friedberg and seltzer didn't inadvertently help make the internet culture we have now of you had a bunch of kids who of course like when we were like we would have been what did we say we would be 12 years ago we would have been 11 12 when this movie came out um i remember this movie yeah. being popular i remember being in um middle school and people liked this movie people watched this movie so i don't um I, well it was one of those things where it, this extremely strikes me as one of those movies like it's got penguins shitting on things. It's got gay jokes. It's got, you know, yo mama jokes. This is the type of thing where, like, kids will watch this thinking it's some kind of, like, adult mm. comedy. When that, in yes. actuality, it's, like, the shittiest thing ever. 
very true. Can't help but wonder if a lot of people our age saw this movie and that's in part influenced meme culture. Like it seems like that's well, where a lot of this could be coming from. I doubt this movie, but I'd say this genre. Well, that's what I mean because these guys were like the kings of this type of parody where it's just reference after reference after reference. So I wonder if these two inadvertently are in it because like we'll get to it but like vampires suck and uh one of the earlier movies epic movies uh date movie another movie they did they were all like big box office winners so these were not unsuccessful movies mm -hmm. so maybe we have these guys to thank for tiktok yeah maybe they're the tiktok gods Maybe they've ticked way, all of our talks. Either way, this movie sucked. I mean, it was truly one of the worst movies I've seen. Again, I have to reiterate, Rotten Tomatoes said One Miss Call was the worst film in 2008, and this movie came out, like, three weeks later. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's rough. Mm -hmm. um, and it had nothing to do... Favorite? It, it had nothing to do with Meet the Parents. Don no there wasn't a single meet the parents joke other than in the title what was your favorite overly long gag was it the rap battle was it the budweiser commercial was it when they played grand theft auto for like 10 minutes straight mm, or when i forgot kicked, about like, that 10, 10 different people into the pit i thought that the scene where he was beating his son was hilarious mm. right oh boy that's gonna have to go in the trigger warnings now thanks meet the spartans um all right you ready to give it uh, a score yes all right first things first we do our best moment worst moment I mean, best okay. moment was the credits. Mm. Like, not the 20 minutes of bloopers they had in the credits. Like, just flat out the credits. It was, it was weird that they just had, like, like a fifth of the movies after the credits. And it's just, like, random scenes yeah. that they didn't even have to cut. I don't know why they did that. Right. It's like they literally cut the film down to an hour long. And then... It's like they had an hour and 20 minute long movie, cut it down to an hour long, and then to make it full length, they just put those 20 minutes at the end. It's like, why didn't mm -hmm. you just keep it the fuck in? Like, what are you... What was... My least favorite part, I think, was the absolutely pointless and idiotic Carmen Electra becomes Venom and then fights mm -hmm. Traitorio. That was like, so yeah. good. That was rough. I also loved the blatant lack of continuity in the film. Not that it matters, but like characters would like get hurt or like draw on each other or do something, and then it would cut to the wide, and they would be clearly like fine, or everything they did is gone, and then mm. they cut back and it's there again. It's just like just a little bit of effort. I mean, I know it only took them a week to make, but. Mm -hmm. 
this one was rough. What about you? Best and worst moment? So my least favorite moment was, of course, uh, when that penguin was shitting in that guy's mouth. Um, because it was I, the, the scene. The second I saw that, I was like, "That's Liam's not gonna love that." Because mm-hmm. it was the scene that made um, my girlfriend walk out and not watch the rest of the movie with me. So I was alone from that point on. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. This is a bummer I mean, she was she was like trying to work while, but but anyway, bad scene. I, I, the number of times I had to stop working because of the shitting penguin is. <sighs> Is not and then, negative. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite moment, I mean, I mentioned the, the fight scene. No, actually, my favorite moment was um when that, I don't know what the fat guy's name was, but he like... I think it was like Dildo or something. <laughs> that makes sense. How did he lose his eyes? Because I, I forget that, too. One of the, I think one of the Yo Mama girls scratched his eyes out. Oh, yeah. So the... He, like, lost his eyes, and then they later had a scene where he needed to go back and tell everybody about what had happened, but he was blind. And then when they showed his eyes, it's like they had just cut out his eyes in Photoshop and then just had the background showing. And I thought that was kind of actually funny. Like... That's some SpongeBob level jokes there. That's good. Or like That's like some Eric Andre stuff that that really appealed to me. So, All right, so that was my favorite. As for the scoring goes, we tell you a score out of five and whether we recommend it or not. I'm gonna give this movie a whopping half star out of five. Uh, I greatly do not recommend this. It's not so bad. It's good. There's not a lot of fun to be had with it. It's just a painful hour of not even cinema, just like excrement on screen. Very angry video game nerd of you. Yeah, well, you know, I it deserves it. Yeah, I'd say a half star was was apt. I'm I'm struggling to think of a reason to watch this movie. Um, only thing I can think is, like, a not good time capsule. I mean, yeah, in a lot of ways, like, this is a great time capsule for the period. Like, them doing the Sanjaya and the Crying Girl joke from American Idol, that took me all the way back to, like, 2007. Like, that's Mm -hmm. a thought that hasn't even popped into my head for decades or over a decade mm. not I mean, that i wanted know, that thought to pop in my head but leave britney alone always a classic <sighs> yeah i thought it was impressive how they used it seemed like they used a decent amount of the actual uh ui from grand theft auto san andreas yeah i don't know whether that's blatant like because it was easier to just rip it off like the game directly whether or not but like it was, neat it was to the see. only time where attention attention to detail mattered mm-hmm. all right moving on to yes redder pastures uh we have Whoa, our second one. movie this week <laughs> 
We have our second film this week. But first, let's have it for a break for our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Are they? I don't have a, like, I was going to do a fake commercial, but I don't actually have one. So I'm just going to insert it in post. Okay. So this is just my, like, remember to cut. Okay. Because I want to do it like an actual commercial. Yeah. Okay. So there's, all right. So there's something that I have to talk about, right? Yes. I feel like both of my arms are going to fall off. And I think it's because I've been, uh, been taking too much heroin. And you're going to cut this, right? Yeah. Okay. So I've been taking too much heroin, and I know you're not supposed to inject it into the bones, but it feels so much better when you do. And, you know, I actually, like, it doesn't reach my brain when I get it in the bone, but then my arms are, like, jazzed. Liam, you didn't, this isn't the heroin you got from the hunchback Paris Hilton, right? Of course it is. Why, where else would I... You know that's dirty shit, Liam. You know that's not good for you. You gotta get it from Tom Cruise himself. Mm. Okay, I'd say that was about as funny as the as the movie. Yeah, maybe I will actually cut that. <laughs> yeah, I tried to think uh, of something, but I couldn't. There we go. It's hard doing t- doing two podcasts back to back is hard. Especially when the comedy one was first. I used up my comedy juices. <laughs> okay. I'm juiced out. Alright. Moving on. Next up, we have our second film of our 2008 double feature. Rambo. The fourth Rambo movie from 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this movie's back coverage... I could not find an English uh, version of the cover online, so I had to turn to a German version of the cover. So Mm. here is our German-translated description of Rambo. Yeah. The hardest Rambo ever. John Rambo lives in northern Thailand. On the country's border with Myanmar, the world's longest civil war has been raging for 60 years. But John Rambo earns a living selling herself caught poisonous snakes and has long given up fighting. But this Mm. is to be seen as a group of missionaries in in the hands of the Burmese army. Although Rambo's aversion to violence is always coarse, he's the only one who can save it, the descent into the world of the earth. Wow. Thanks, Germany. That is uh, uber accurate. It's not. It's actually closer than it could have been. Basically, <laughs> Rambo's been hiding out for years. A group of mercenaries, a, a group of missionaries led by Julia Benz. Big difference. Is, yeah, is traveling to Burma to try and help out some of the... Um, people affected by the civil war there and to spread their religion they ask rambo to take them which he does uh they end up getting captured so rambo then begrudgingly so rambo then begrudgingly helps a group of mercenaries travel back to the location to free the hostages mm-hmm. um so i don't know how familiar are you with rambo 
I've seen First Blood, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I had going into this week's episode, I had already seen this movie uh, years ago, but I hadn't seen any of the other Rambo movies. So I went ahead and I watched the entire series over the course of the week. Uh, <laughs> so what did you think of First Blood? I remember enjoying it. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, uh, first, Bl- yeah, First Blood, I thought was excellent i thought it was a great action movie it had a great story uh it did really well uh getting they drew first blood they drew first blood not me um now it's come back into the culture because stallone put out that picture of rambo being accosted by a police officer wearing a mask telling him he has to wear a mask and rambo being like oh no i'm not Mm. so that's (laughs) why we're not going back to 2008 anytime soon you mean 2020 2020 whatever you know time travel bleeds into your brain and it fucks yeah what do you want from me i know Um, my my 11 year old memories and feelings are coming back i don't like it i can't stop jerking off carmen electra being in meet the spartans didn't help all those big beefy beefcake boys and meet the Spartans didn't help. No, they almost never do. Um, but yeah, I I think Rambo two is pretty good and Rambo three is fine. Uh, so it's like Rambo's an okay series. I I would say it's worth checking out for the most part. So I was kind of excited to revisit the uh the fourth film to see how they bring Rambo into the did modern you era. Did you watch? the fourth one and then go back i so like i said i saw the fourth movie when i was in high school so this time around i started with one and i went chronologically okay so um so we'll get to our trivia before we get too much further into it mostly Mm -hmm. the trivia here i have is what the premise for the fourth film was before um, they settled on this one. Uh, The original plan was to have Rambo go to Mexico to rescue a kidnapped girl from uh, the cartel and sex traffickers, but uh, but Mm -hmm. Sylvester Stallone dismissed the idea as not being Rambo enough and too shitty to work. This is what they would use for the premise of the fifth film, which Stallone wrote himself. So, that's fun. Uh... Other sequel ideas included Rambo having a family that would have been kidnapped by a white supremacist motorcycle gang. And another Mm. one would have seen Rambo's adopted son becoming a terrorist and taking the United Nations hostage with Rambo going all diehard on the situation. I have to Mm. say all of the, both of those premises sound better than the one we got. Yeah. It feels like not a lot happened in this movie. How long was it, it? It doesn't. It was only like an hour and a half, I think. Like, literally like an hour 25, something like that. Okay. Um, And really, you know, not a lot happens until we get to the very end of the film. Um, Mm -hmm. One kind of cool thing I found out is the film was, unsurprisingly, banned in Burma due to its portrayal of the uh, government there. 
But among the rebel fighters in Burma, it is a supremely popular film, and they even uh, adopted the film's line, You either live for, live for nothing or die for something line mm. as a battle cry, which is cool. Um, sure. But yeah, this is the thing I want to share with you. Yes. The film has a body count of 466 people. Impressive. It's impressive, and yet it doesn't feel like there was that much in the film. Okay. I mean... Yeah. I mean, every... A lot of people in that village that those... Well, yeah. That those uh, missionaries went to. That got... People got their uh, shit pushed in in this film. There's no denying that. I just think... uh, I agree with you in the respect that I think a good chunk of this movie, there's not as much going on as there probably could have been. Uh, I think too much time was devoted to Rambo just bringing these guys up and down the river. And you're kind of mm-hmm. just like, all right, let's let's get to some actual action here. That whole um, thing with the pirates, I get maybe that it was supposed to show like, oh, this is a dangerous place and, you know, you can still turn back. And then they, then the missionary said, "No, even though you killed all those pirates right in front of us, we're still going." And then he spends the time to like burn their boat. Yeah, that which was didn't the really part amount to anything. Me. That was the part that confused me because, like, I got, like you said, I got the fact that the pirate scene was to establish how dangerous the area was. But yeah, they go out of their way to show Rambo like destroying the evidence for no reason, which was, I believe. Very- weird i interpreted that as him taking a boat out of the hands of pirates it's now not there for them to get i suppose i can believe that and maybe it's Um, like they needed him like what (laughs) it could also be like a well now there's two boats in the movie, and we can only have one for the plot to work, so we gotta burn that one. We gotta get rid of that boat. It's not a good boat. But there was another boat the whole at the movie. End. There was another hmm? boat at the end. Yeah, because it's a boring movie. Yeah, whatever. Um, um, I felt that the film was too graphic, which is not yes. something I normally think. I think there was some great action in this film, and I get mm. what the film was trying to do. I get that the film did a pretty good job, I felt, paralleling the horrible things that happened to the villagers by the government in the beginning and comparing it to the horrible things that Rambo does to the bad guys at the end of the film. I get that it's meant to be, like, a genuinely interesting case of the film itself being, like, Rambo isn't completely the good guy here. Like, the shit he's done is horrifying, and it's haunting, and it's going to terribly traumatize these people for life. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, I think they made the violence so gross and graphic that mm-hmm. while it got its point across, it also made it really not fun to watch. It 
didn't seem like it had a place in a an action movie. If this was like a gritty war movie, maybe, but the fact that yeah. they had all those like goofy mercenary characters it seemed like it wasn't yeah, going for a horrors of human atrocities type of thing. Totally. Yeah, I I mean, I agree. I think, like, it feels like a movie with, like, a mixed tone. Like, trying to go back to the first film where it was an action movie but also about something. This film is trying to be about the treatment of the Burmese people, but it's having a much harder time telling its story and being a good action movie to the point where it kind of just does an okay-ish job doing both. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing something good, it just does everything mediocrely. This isn't a movie that I would have uh, wanted to watch. Yeah, I was less I say... interested in watching this than Meet the Spartans. I'd say because I had never seen any of those shitty movies. Um, but this is doesn't interest me. Yeah, I would say... Um, Alright, um, let's get down to it. Uh, best moment, worst moment. For me... Um, I... I know what my worst moment is, which is I think the scene, like I, the scene on the boat where Rambo's bringing the missionaries, and you have the one guy that's singing, and then you have the ones that are making the mercenaries. Jokes. You mean? Yeah, same thing. Um, and the one that's just mad all the time that felt like so cliched and boring and uninteresting. That mm-hmm. it really like was just a part that went on too long, and I didn't particularly like it. Uh, another thing that really bothered me in this film, and probably a moment I would say was my least favorite, was the fact that there's this whole sequence in the beginning, where in the middle part where Rambo is trying to save the female missionary Julia Benz before she gets raped, and then it keeps cutting to a group of like kidnapped. Burmese women that are being forced to like sing for the men and it Mm -hmm. cuts to like the whole movie like the whole scene is like Rambo going out of his way to make sure that the white missionary is fine and yet Mm -hmm. the film just shows us the Burmese people like just fully getting raped and killed and it's like eh nothing happened it's like they don't even attempt to help them which felt like the film's either doing some gross stuff there or was just trying to be needlessly depressing and bleak yeah i can see i can see there being like he isn't there to rescue them (laughs) like he was there to rescue the people that he was hired to bring there which I think they could have maybe leaned into more. I mean, the the point of the scene, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you know, but the point of the scene of, like, w- where they were cutting back to those women dancing and singing, um, that horrible to watch, awful scene 
was like, oh, all of the people are distracted, so that's why it's safe to sneak around and rescue people. Under the sink, I think. Uh, but. Yeah, and that I think in some ways feels worse. Like. Like we're letting these, we're ha we're showing this depiction of rape, just to explain away a plot hole kind of deal. Mm -hmm. It's like that's not cool. Um, I would say it's hard to think of the best part. Not that I hated this movie, but there's just a lot of it that felt kind of mediocre. I have, I have. One. I would say, I think for me, having watched all the other Rambo movies. Mm -hmm. The opening scene showing what has happened to Rambo and where he's been and showing him doing the snake wrangling. I thought that was actually pretty cool because it actually felt like a fitting, like, this is what happened to Rambo over the years scene. And I think that worked really well. Uh, so I'd say that was my favorite part. Sure. Um. Yeah, my least favorite... I didn't like to see... I'm not huge on gore. I don't... I can't stomach it super well. So every time they went back to the... Um, that that village that was burned and everybody was killed and they showed all those like bodies, it was yeah. rough. Which I know was the point. But I wasn't... I wasn't into it. I didn't want to watch that scene. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that was my least favorite part. Plus, it was it wasn't too relevant. Like we already know that these people are bad people. They already showed us that know, game where they yeah they uh, just did that twice for no reason. They throw a bunch of mines yeah into the water and then everybody everybody run across and bet on who runs across and survives. Um. And my favorite part was, um, you, Rambo saves, uh, Sarah, her name was, mm -hmm. and he is, he, he doesn't have a gun or anything, but he encounters, like, he, he's on his way out, he encounters two, uh, bad guys, and they both have guns, and he's, like, about to dive in front of Sarah to protect her. But then they both get shot, and then it's um, like out of nowhere because we know that everybody left, everybody else left, and that he was staying just to rescue her. But then, when he does, it was the sniper that saved Rambo and Sarah. And then it's the sniper. It was the sniper the whole time, but then Rambo was all like, "Why did you come back?" And then he's like. Well, why did you? And I thought that was the most uh, action movie moment. That's in that the, is fair. In the movie. All right, I am going to rate the movie now. I'm going to give Rambo, Rambo Four, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. I would for the most part, probably not recommend it. If you're working your way through the Rambo movies, it is worth seeing. I think it makes for a relatively fitting end to the series. Uh, skip Rambo 5. That movie was fucking awful. But um, 
yeah, in a fun way or in... if you're looking for it, like no, it was just really awful. Like racistly awful. Um mm. but that's another season. That's another year. That's illegal to talk about here. That's when films were banned. Um Oh, are we doing but, alternate uh, yeah. timeline? I don't Films know. are banned I now? I thought we were just time travelers. I don't know. Just, I give it a two and a half. Don't watch it. Yeah. That feels right to me. It's too gory for an action movie. It's too boring for, like, a war documentary. Um... And it's too Stallone has like four movie. lines in the whole movie. Yeah. And one of them was like... Um, that said, the whole thing got me thinking like... They should just make like a Far Cry Rambo game, right? Like that seems like a layup. Just get Stallone in to do some voice work and you've got a winning game there. Where you play as Rambo or where you encounter yeah, Rambo? Where you no, where you play as Rambo and you do like Far Cry shit because that's basically all this is. But isn't he too like okay. broken to be a fun? Well, he does. I guess it doesn't have to be a fun game. It can be an entertaining. Yeah. Game. Yeah, the Far Cry games are most notable for not featuring fun and good stories, so I think that fits pretty well. All right, so that's it for this week. But before we go, we got to find out mm -hmm. what we're watching. Next week, we've finally made it to Ooh. February 2008, Liam. So we have some choices here. We've got four choices. You're not probably going to like the first choice. In first place, earning awesome. a whopping $31 million, we have the Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds concert movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay. In in It's not place, even like a Hannah Montana movie. It's like it's like a concert movie. No, nope, it's a concert movie. In second awesome. place with twelve million dollars, we have The Eye, a Jessica Alba led horror movie. This one is another Japanese horror remake. This one focusing on Jessica Alba as a blind woman who gets an eye transplant and then begins to see ghosts. Way down cool. in eleventh place. With $4 million, we have Over Her Dead Body, in which Ava Longoria plays Paul Rudd's fiance. But when she dies in a freak accident, she comes back to haunt Paul Rudd's new girlfriend, played by Lake Bell. Uh, and then lastly, in 12th place, with $3 million, we have Strange Wilderness, a show in which Steve Jean hosts a crocodile, a crocodile, a crocodile hunter style nature show but in order to get better ratings he decides to hunt down bigfoot mm. so those are our four options i can't deny i kind of want to watch the hannah montana concert movie but i also wonder how yeah. much we, mileage we could get out of the concert film uh i think the yeah. eye is a definite one uh, i think it'd be mm -hmm. fun to do another j horror i think it sounds interesting I like Jessica Alba. Um, so, I don't know. This is going to be mean, a tough call. Yeah, I do. 
well, I don't agree with the eye, but that's just because I don't like horror movies. So I feel like that's kind of out of yeah. my hands. Yeah. So I'll give you the eye. But I kind of I kind of do want to watch that. I'm curious about the Hannah Montana movie. I'm good with it. Plus, it's on Disney Plus for free, so I don't even have to pay for it this week. Ooh. That is exciting. So, and then I'll watch Hamilton, and I'll review that instead. I haven't seen Hamilton. I mean, you can. It's good. It's worth checking out. It's long. All right. So I've heard. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be coming back at you next week with the Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, Best of Both Worlds concert movie, and The Eye. Uh, until then, please make sure you like this podcast, you comment on it, you get the word out about it share it we really hope that people share it so we can get some more you know listeners and you know expand on the show we can bring you um we have another podcast called all wrong answers a fuck mary kill comedy podcast that uh, Mm -hmm. you should check out as well the most recent episode we did was uh the good one we did a good one finally it's the only good episode but the other episodes are also pretty good uh, and then lastly, for me, um, you can follow me on Letterboxd at AlexCinema1. I uh, post some extra movie reviews there, cover more movies there. If you're interested in seeing uh, more film reviews from us here at the show. So be sure to check yep. that out if you're interested in knowing about more. Anything else you want to cool. plug, Liam? All right. No, I, I feel like all I'm all right, cool. plugged up. All right, then I am going to say episode over.